0: What's
1: wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and if you are looking for theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience, we suggest Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Wherever God calls, Southwestern Seminary wants to help you get there. And the best way to experience swibits is to attend its Spring Preview Day on March 31st. See firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer during your visit. You'll tour the campus, speak with faculty members, chat with fellow students, and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Register today at swobits.edu forward slash preview. Kyle, speaking of Southwestern Seminary, our friends over at Replant Bootcamp, Jimbo, and what's his face? Bobbo. Jimbo <laughs> Bob-o. They were at uh, uh, the uh, Crown Jewel, hanging out, recording yeah. some episodes, doing a yeah. demon seminar. Doing a demon seminar, yep. Yeah, they're really scraping yeah. the bottom of the barrel for that one. <laughs> uh, great great guys, we're grateful for them and their podcast, and, and I know they're doing a great job there at Swibbit, and uh, so it's good to see them on uh, Seminary Hill, and I didn't make the drive out to say hi. Uh, So I'll just say hi (laughs) from the podcast land. And uh, Kyle, you are at Love Field. You're also very close to the stake. Yeah,
0: I'm probably, what, 30 minutes away from you?
1: Further apart.
0: Yep. Yep. Yes, I am sitting in an airport. Uh, I think this is the first episode we've recorded where I'm in an airport, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Um, But I'm just happy to be in Dallas after the FAA broke everything this morning. I thought I was going to be in Atlanta for a
1: long time. That wouldn't have been the only first time you'd been there for a little bit longer. <laughs> that but, is true. Uh, different circumstances this time. Different circumstances. <laughs> uh, but today, we're we're going to talk briefly. I know Kyle's tired. I'm tired. I'm ge- gearing up for a disciple now this weekend. He's been we doing too. one of his his replant things and, and whatnot. And so we're a little bit exhausted, not going to lie. Uh, but we want to talk a little bit about maybe a few keys Uh, that can perhaps spark some spiritual conversations. Uh, You know, we've talked about sharing our faith. Uh, We've had Dr. Queen on here talking about everyday evangelism, you know, as you go, uh, sharing your faith, all of that kind of stuff. You know, my model of, or it's not mine, but the one that I use, uh, of has anybody told you God loves you? No, let me be the first to tell you today that God loves you, and here's how. He sent His only Son to live a perfect life for you, and kind of walk through the verses and everything there. So very simple ways. But sometimes I get in a rut. Sometimes you get in a rut. Sometimes you listening at home or in the car, maybe you get in a rut about, I know that I need to tell people about Jesus. Most of us agree. We that, Maybe there's a few that think that's the pastor's job or the minister's job. But for the most part, most most think, yeah, I've been saved, not just to fill a pew, but to tell other people about Jesus. And uh, and that is actually seen in some statistics, uh, because a 2022 evangelism explosion study from LifeWay Research revealed a bit of a dichotomy, because most Christians in America, 65%, agree saying that sharing with a non-believer how to become a Christian is the most loving thing they can do for them, right? So 65% believe that's the most loving thing they can do for a person. Uh, Yet, uh, 52% also say encouraging someone to change their religious beliefs is offensive and disrespectful. Uh, And then fear threatens almost half of American Christians because 42% say that sharing with a non-believer how they become a Christian is scary. So that's one of the dichotomies. Another one was from a 2019 Discipleship Pathway assessment that shared that 56% of Protestants pray at least once a week for opportunities to share Jesus, yet 55%, 55% hadn't shared with someone how to become a Christian even once over a six-month period, right? So what we're saying here, (laughs) we all know we should. We often pray that we will, (laughs) but we don't always do it. Maybe we're a little scared to do it, and this is going to be a judgment-free zone. We get it. We agree with you. We probably feel the same way at times. And so we hope that this episode may just be a little bit of help in sparking some of those spiritual conversations. And uh, and so, Kyle, we, we've kind of brought up this article that we've been talking through before we went on air. Uh, and uh, that kind of talks about those stats and so forth. And the first thing that they t- talk about is trusting God is always worth it. Trusting God is always worth it. We're we're going to share the faith. We've got to trust God, and uh, and so Kyle, talk to us about that a little bit.
0: Well, yeah. So I mean, we've we've talked evangelism before, and evangelism is at its base and core an act of obedience, right? It's it's obeying what what Jesus told us to do, and that requires trust, right? If I'm going to obey Christ and fulfill the Great Commission share the gospel with someone that that requires trusting that that what god said is true that when you share his word that it doesn't come back void right that um that even if you just plant a seed even if it seems like there's no response whatsoever you never know how god is at his work in some part in ways that um, if you can't see in ways that you personally may never see um and so even on those days when it's like, man, I just, you know, I, I feel like it today. I don't think this person has been a Christian ever. You step out in obedience, you step out in faith, trusting that, that God will do what he said he will do. The gospel is powerful and effective, just um, like he just said. It. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a, it's a sort of trusting way and, uh, and believing that what he said is true.
1: Olivia Eens in this article is quoted as saying this insight struck me so much that going about my daily activities I would be so focused on the task that I would forget that God wants to be in everything right that he wants to filter through my whole day permeate my my words and actions that this is you you're just you're living like a Christian you know and so you are being kind you're you're offering encouraging words and and along the way you're sharing your your faith things that matter to you and uh, and so, Ian says it's okay if a person doesn't hear the full story of Jesus, right? In your very first interaction, you know, you first meet Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, and he said, "Let me tell you the story of the good news from Genesis to Revelation," and he goes from the beginning to it. that's not the way that generally that's going to happen, but they can encounter Jesus and get maybe a taste of Jesus and his good news through your kindness, through your words, and so forth. And uh, and so you have to have that intentional direction in these spiritual things. And so as you're going about your day, as you're picking up your your coffee, as you're doing all of the, you know, can it can I pray for you? How are you doing? You know, all that kind of stuff like there's just simple ways where you're just living with this kind of gospel intentionality, but you have to trust God with with all of this. Like this is an act That's of true. faith. It's not normal to go up and say, "Hey, you know, you're going to hell. Let me tell you how you can avoid that, right? That's just not normal. So it is take it, it takes some faith, it takes some practice, but we have to trust God uh, with, with all of this. And so number two is the conversation usually starts small, right? So again, we're not jumping into, you know, the rapture is coming. Are you ready? You know, we're, we're going to jump into some little stuff here. So th- this, I think we could boil and not even look at the, the article for a minute. Learn how to talk to people you don't know. I'm an introvert. Kyle's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. This is probably the most uncomfortable part for me. Like I once I have the relationship with somebody and and so forth, like I I'll I'll go straight through systematic theology with them. Like I don't care. But it's that first, that first conversation. That's the hardest hurdle for me. And, you know, we, you know, you don't want to be the weird guy. You don't want to be made for whatever it might be. It's it's just uncomfortable. You don't know the person. You might be introvert, whatever it might be. But start small. Learn how to just talk to people, right? You know, how are you doing? You know, beyond just how's the weather, all that kind of stuff. How, how are you doing? Is there anything I can pray for you about? You know, that that kind of thing. Kyle, so talk, talk to us about this conversation starting small.
0: Yeah, so some of that is what we call emotional intelligence, right? Knowing how to interact with people. Um, there are very very few people who have the gift to just launch right into overberg and uh, uh you know man man it's hot today and don't think yeah you know what else is hot in hell right and I go from there into um in, in sharing the gospel those people exist they can, they can turn it they can make it work i'm not one of them i don't think you're one of them and so no. and and also i think if if you don't show a genuine interest in someone, your gospel presentation—whether that's through circles, whether that's just telling somebody—it's it's going to um, come across as very insincere and um, very packaged. And so, wh- you know, whereas if you start sit down with somebody on an airplane and you know you start by asking, "What's your name? What do you do?" you build a rapport and oftentimes I think you'll see that open a door to share the gospel in a natural way in that conversation without having to like, you know, show some weird, awkward, um, cheesy gospel ishness in there and try to turn it. You'll find that conversations can turn to spiritual things very quickly when you actually talk to people. Well,
1: one of the things I was going to add is, you know, it, so it kind of reminds me of, you know, being on the safety team and situational awareness, you know, like w- with our church and whatnot, Like when I'm in the service, I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping all of that kind of stuff, but I'm also looking around and seeing are there people that are out of place. There's somebody out of place. Is, is there something going on that's just not normal? We, you need to be situationally aware when you're at the Starbucks and you see the guy that's sitting there with the headphones in and feverishly typing on the p- computer that's not the time to sit down and be like hey uh you know let, let's talk about your faith if you were to die today where would you spend now you know but but watching and and just people watching a bit and, and just kind of looking around seeing if somebody just appears to be willing to engage in a conversation and and recently i did that it wasn't at uh starbucks it was at another coffee shop um but uh but similar idea that kind of deal and and i just found really taking the time to listen to them, take an interest in what they were reading, what they were doing, what they were working on, asking about them, all of that kind of stuff. And, and like the person literally gave me the green light was, I mean, I've I've shared all of this. Like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a pastor. Boom. And and we got to go to the races. And because I actually I for I it probably was 20, 30 minutes, I was just listening to listening to this person's life story, and actually listening. Like, I, I'm not saying this pridefully, but I was really trying to to listen to them and hear them, and show that I was caring, and and not really looking for when I'm am I going to edge in my little part. But they ultimately presented that green light by turning it in, into an opportunity for me to share by saying, "What do you do?" Yeah. And uh, so you know, look for those opportunities where if somebody's working and and doing that kind of yes, of course. I, I get it. There there's those that have the ability to maybe do that a little better, like Dr. Queen, he's probably not going to make somebody too terribly mad. Um, because he's just such a nice person. But me, if I walk up to somebody, especially when I have like the foot-long beard and I sit down with the guy that's working, like, hey, let's talk about your eternal life, that might not go over great. So watch, look, be aware of your surroundings, look around for somebody that might look like they either could use a conversation. You know, like you can usually tell somebody that's just kind of there and, and looking a little down, like just sit down and start talking to them and listen to them and look for that opportunity when it presents itself by the Spirit's help, use his wisdom, all of that, and, and take the opportunity. Kyle?
0: Yeah, and you touched on something important there in your conversation that you talked about, and that is um, you earned the right to speaking in their life because you listened. Because you you actually showed that you cared, uh, you then earn earn the right, and, and they asked, you know, what do you do? That opens up the, the door, but but that took some time, right? And, and as you mentioned, you got to actually listen, not not listen. And, and you know, this is, <laughs> I think we've talked about this before with conversation with your spouse or, or um, robust conversa- conversations with your spouse, where you know instead of thinking how you're going to respond to whatever they're saying, you just listen. <laughs> You can Be quiet and listen, rather than thinking. Ooh, I need to. I need to immediately respond to what they just said. No, just listen, and and when wait for the door to open for you to be able to speak and share. People
1: know. Pe people know, and and I, maybe it's a little. I know that because of how how much how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking is on my face, like. <laughs> When I'm in a meeting and it's gone too long, everybody knows. Like, and so if 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 they're talking and I'm just in imme- and, and my mind is thinking about how am I going to transition this to the gospel, and, and that obviously that needs to be part of what you're thinking through and, and being ready for that. But if that's it, if that's all I'm focused on and that kind of tunnel vision, that person knows. So no, you might have asked about their family, what they do, all that kind of stuff, but they know you're not listening, and and they're ready for the sales pitch. And, uh, and they just got out of a, you know, pyramid schemes, you know, pitch. And now you're giving them this. So it's like they, they're they not ready for that. So, you know, listen, show that you actually care uh, and, uh, and, and hear them. And then when that opportunity is there, dive right in. And then finally, of course, the big one, leave the results to God. Um, Dr. Queen, probably the best evangelist that I know on earth. And I don't know statistically what his stats are, (laughs) but I have a feeling he's not batting a thousand, right? He might not even batting 300. Um, There's plenty of times that Dr. Queen is going to share the gospel as great and as perfectly as he knows how, and they're going to say no. Uh, And there's going to be plenty of times... That me, not being the greatest evangelist in the world, have shared it terribly. (laughs) Somehow, that person says, I want to get saved. It's not on you. Uh, God does use your faithfulness. It is important for you to to be faithful and obey and all of that. He works in and through, but mostly in spite of that. The results belong to God. Jesus is Lord of the harvest. We are merely co-laborers with him. Kyle, I'll talk about this for a minute before we send it out.
0: Yeah, the big thing here is is having the humility to remember that you don't have the ability to praise Um you do not buy for those sins. Um, you 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 do not have the ability to change anyone's opinion. That's unusual. Yeah. You we are only called to be obedient and whatever reactions come from that is not and um, our responsibility. Somebody gets mad and calls you every name under the under the sun. Um, that that's ultimately not not your fault unless you know, as long as you've treated them with respect and and kindness and um and you continue to that and continue to share as you have the opportunity and and the windows to do that. Um and again this goes back to the beginning to you trust God to do what he said he was gonna do and you leave the results up to him which is an act of trusting him, right? It, it, it really goes full circle. Um, and again, you know, you don't, if, if if you have a streak where you're seeing people come to faith when you share the gospel, that's yeah. fantastic. But you can very quickly become concluded about that and you start like, you know, having masters in your and all the folks, look, look at all those people out saved. No, false um Jesus is the one give him the credit
1: yeah awesome man uh well here here's the thing like we said we don't want this to be a guilt trip if you realize that you know this is like 13 days into the uh, new year and you haven't shared the gospel yet you're not going to hell um it's it's okay um but use this maybe as a time to say you know what i realize that sharing my faith is important i realize that sharing my faith is is not an option; it it is a command, uh, so it is a matter of obedience. Uh, but I also need to realize that sharing my faith is a little uncomfortable because it is different. But it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't. Ha- we sometimes make it a little more difficult than it really has to be. But maybe we just need to be looking for those opportunities, praying for those opportunities. Most importantly, taking. Those opportunities when we have them, listen to people, hear their story, and I promise you, they're probably going to be tired of just talking about themselves and, and want to know why are you so interested or, or what are you, what are you studying or something like that. Uh, take those opportunities because I found every time that I pray for opportunities, opportunities to share my faith, I don't have to go looking very far, and it might not be because just some God has just magically put this person in front of my path. It's also because I prayed that morning and I'm mindful of it. And so I'm now thinking through those lens as I go about my day. Uh, so, hey, brothers, sisters, whoever's listening into this, uh, it, it's not rocket science. And, and we we would love to have Dr. Queen on here again. This is a golden opportunity for him to come on and, and tell us what we got wrong on this uh, and maybe give us some tips on more he, simple ways to share he, your He can tell and- us how to, he, he can tell us how to, I don't know, recover, Maybe recapture evangelism. What, what he should have done was reclaiming evangelism. <laughs>
0: reclaiming. <laughs> what a
1: missed opportunity, opportunity there. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Kyle, uh, I, I hope you get some rest. I'm going to try to get some rest. I'm exhausted. We thank you for putting up with our rambling tonight. We're all just spent right now. Uh, but we hope it was somewhat marginally helpful. And uh, take some opportunity today to pray for an opportunity opportunity to share your faith and then go take that opportunity. Kyle, send us out.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?